The first three, four days, I was like miserable. The pain is so intense, like talking with someone is hard. And I thought, I, I can't do this. And my mindset changed. And I remember that day things started to move physically and like mentally and spiritually. Well, I've got something that people say is too great. People that say something is impossible. And I don't believe it's impossible. Last time we recorded a podcast, J-Mac was just getting started with chemo. Well, quite a bit has happened since that time. Challenging circumstances that are really pushing J-Mac. He says it's requiring a new level of faith. I sat down with J-Mac and his life coach, and he filled us in on what's been going on. So the last time we caught up, you were getting through that last blood infection and getting ready to start pretty aggressive chemo, maybe the most aggressive kind of chemo. What's happened since? So that first round of chemo, right, it came after that blood infection. And the challenges that were coming at me was, here you are, you have to, the doctors will tell you, you want to start your treatment as soon as possible. But if you have a blood infection, you can't start any kind of treatment. So you've got to get that cleared up. And so at first I can feel like, gosh, I feel this pressure, like I've got to, I've got to start this treatment, but I've got this blood infection that's got me on antibiotics three times a day. So every eight hours I'm getting IV antibiotics. So I've got this needle accessed into my chest that goes into my heart that delivers the medication. And I got to do that three times a day, like clockwork. And you know, it's at oddball hours too. It's every eight hours. So sometimes one of those hours might not be the most pleasant time. Once J-Mac got through his blood infections, it was time to start chemo, which presented another set of issues. So I, I went through this first round of treatments um, over the summer. And, you know, the, the things that happen to you, you know, when you go through these treatments, other people out there that have gone through them, you know, you can lose hair, you can lose your sense of taste. And my first treatment that I had in the summer, I lost every scrap of taste. Everything tasted like a block of salt to me. And I felt the discouragement wanting to come in, like, how am I going to eat? You know, how am I going to maintain my body weight? And I felt like God was telling me, I, I want you to go through this. I've got this. I'm going to take care of it. And a lot of people wrote to try to help me. A lot of, a lot of people who gave me suggestions and I tried so many of them, you know, faithfully. And I can tell you that I didn't have a lot of success finding a magic bullet so J-Mac was trying everything, but nothing was working. And at this point, some discouragement started to creep in. J-Mac knew he needed to eat to keep his strength up, but even that became difficult. You were kicking up against the taste buds. Oh my gosh, the taste buds. You were kicking up against, I, you said like, God's got it, but you were kicking up against that, right? The first, the first three, four days, I was like miserable. When you try to eat something... And all you taste is what you would get if you went swimming in the ocean and took a mouthful of water. And everybody that's been to the ocean has had that experience and you spit it out. And that's what every bite of food tasted like to me. All I could do is drink shakes, cold shakes that I'd swallow down as quickly as possible. And I thought, I, I can't do this. I, there's no way. I, I, don't, 
I just can't this, you know, Laura would tell me it's time to eat again. And I'm like, I just ate like three, four hours ago. Do I have, and I had to, I had to get to God. And that's, that's how things have been changing for me. I know there are people listening who say, I really want to get what he's talking about. So when you talk about, I got to get to God, I think people would want to know, how do you do that? How do you get to him in those moments so that he can make that difference? I want everyone to have this because you don't have to have stage four pancreatic cancer to get God. You don't have to have that, but he's used that for me. And he's used it because when people see it and they hear about it, they want to know like what, why, what's different? How can you be so upbeat? Well, and you haven't talked about the pain yet, but one thing I've seen with you without God, when you're going through the pain, you go in seclusion. Oh you my get gosh. quiet. You shut down. Then when the Spirit of God's with you and you have the same pain, you're opposite of that. You're out, you're doing things, and yeah, I mean, you know, that's been some of the battle about having God in this process or not, right? There's there one of the bouts that I went through recently was three good solid weeks of issues with my bowels, constipation. And I've never had that in my life. And I know people out there have have. And you know, you think if you don't know about it, you think, well, it's just it's it, you mean you have problems going, you know. Number two, but it's more than that. There's sharp pains in your abdomen. There's like gas and it feels like needles. All you can do is like lay there and try to find a comfortable position to feel better. And so it makes everything seem like it's all about that. It's all about getting better. It's all about feeling and and you become introverted. That's what was happening to me. And I just, if I could just feel good for 10 minutes, that would be incredible. And, you know, I have my, my wife, Laura, she's trying to help me. She's trying to help me eat, trying to check on me and everything is, it's just making it worse. Like, because the pain is so intense, like talking with someone is hard. I'm not watching any movies. I'm not listening to books on tape. It's just, everything is so directed back to me that I'm going into this place where it's just me now. And that's the, those are the places that I have had to get to God. And when his spirit starts coming in and it has like the, it's like I got a call from my coach in the middle end of that. And we started talking and he reminded me what my purpose is, what my purpose is. And part of my purpose is to share my story and to see other people get what I'm getting with God. I really want people to have the joy. And the, and the life abundance that I feel like I'm getting. And when that kicked in and that started to change, the medications, nothing was different. But my body shifted and my mindset changed. And I remember that day things started to move physically and like mentally and spiritually. And that was the start of like a comeback out of that dark Three weeks. And J-Mac will be the first to tell you that his recent comeback was the direct result of his change in mindset. What happens when, you know, I'm active and fighting? And what happens when I just allow things to happen to me? And for three or four weeks, this, this thing was driving me. 
And like, you know, my life coach, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't really reached out cause I wasn't really doing anything. I was laying there in pain and I'm seeing now like the opportunity to reach out and say, Hey, I need some spiritual support here. I need some like life infusing spiritual support to get me through this because I'm not overcoming. I'm, I'm being taken out by this, but I'm just sitting there doing nothing and taking it. And of course, when I'm doing that, like, yeah, I'm not going to have the results that I need. But when that truth came, when I talked to my coach on the phone and he reminded me, your purpose is to go out there and talk about this, talk about what God's been doing with you. And that inspired me. And there's a certain level of, you know, we could talk about like motivation, inspiration, but there's a certain level that you get to where nothing is motivating you anymore. Like you have so much pain. You're not motivated to go and work out. You're not motivated to try to, you just have so much pain. I need something bigger outside of me. That's going to push me to do something that I don't think I can do. And God's spirit is what fuels that. And that just doesn't come by sitting there and taking it. But when God's spirit comes in, that makes all the difference. And that doesn't come without a fight. And I have been learning how to fight too. And God has been allowing these things to come and try me, these challenges like this to get me in position to have to fight. And that, that call, which happened last week has been a pivot point. It's like a night and day before and after the call. What was it like before the call? What was it like after the call? What was every day like after the call came in every day, getting better, getting better. And, you know, I want people to know out there that there is a God that can overcome circumstances, no matter how dark they are. And that's why I feel like I have such a great opportunity because if it were me, I want to listen to someone who's facing something hard and challenging and has a mindset and a way of living that's, that no one else is doing or no one else is seeing. I never thought that would be me doing that. But I have this opportunity and I'm going to take it and I'm going to tell people that God is who he, who you would expect him to be. You can live differently in any circumstance. And I'm living in a different circumstance, different, I'm living differently with stage four pancreatic cancer than a lot of people out there are. And whether you have cancer or whether you have other diagnoses, there are people that I know of that have just gone into a state of seclusion and I, that makes me sad because I know what it's like for me to be in a state of seclusion and it's not fun and it's not bright. It's not light. It's not, it's just everything you wouldn't want. And so I don't want that for people. I want people to have what I've been getting. And so there's a way to do it and there is a way to get God. And it's, it is an active fight of faith. And it requires getting up and looking to God and it requires coaching. It does. Like my life coach has been a huge key to everything that's happening with me because there are times when I can't hear. There are times when I am in seclusion. Like the, like the reason that there's been such a gap in our podcast is because of where I've been at. Honestly, like sitting out for three, four weeks with this pain, I've not really been active and that's why I haven't been around much to communicate with, you know, you all out there. And I want to be honest about that because I want you to be able to see the difference of when you're active towards God and when you're not and what the differences should be. And, you know, people look at me and, and, you know, they think, gosh, you should have like the worst outlook of anybody. You should be worried. You should be scared. You should be sad. I'm not, I'm not any of those things, 
But when I don't have God, all that stuff comes at me just like anybody else. And if I take it in, that's exactly where I'm going to be. And so when I go to these different places that I get treatments and I see people and I see the discouragement and the sadness and the despair, I recognize it because I know that it's around too. But that's not that's not what I am going to hold on to. And, and spending you know some weeks to see that is good. That's not where I wanted to be for three or four weeks, but it's good for me to see that and to understand like this is an opportunity too. Like if anybody out there has an active mind that thinks a lot and can't stop thinking, sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night, you can't go back to sleep. This happens to me sometimes. I could think about anything. I could think about projects around the house. I could think about things I got to do. I could think about my life. I could think about my kids. How am I going to do this? And, and before you know it, 3 a.m. turns into 5 a.m., turns into 6 a.m. Now you can't go back to sleep. And you just want to shut that off. What I'm finding out is I'm not shutting it off. It's being redirected. So I'm not looking at all these negative things. Like, for example, things that come at me the other day. Um, you know, someone said to me, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, these steroids that you have to take after each treatment, these have like a anti-inflammatory effect. And so maybe that will help some with more of the issues you've been having with your bowels. And I thought for a second, I said, yeah, yeah. And then I went outside and I was outside, like walking around the yard, enjoying the day, looking at just, just enjoying the trees. And I felt like God reminded me and said, wait a minute, first of all, don't put your hope and your confidence in a piece of medication. Things are getting better because you got some coaching and you are applying some things and you are choosing which thoughts you're going to think. And I said, you know what? I'm not putting confidence in that steroid. That steroid is not what's making the difference. And then God reminded me two weeks ago, you were in treatment in pain with this constipation issue. You almost didn't do your treatment that day because you thought you were in, you, you physically weren't able to do it. They took labs on you. The labs said you were fine. So they said, go for the treatment. You took the, the steroid that time. It didn't do anything. I'm like, that's right. How dare I put my confidence in a piece of natural stuff, like a piece of medication. I'm not saying don't take the medication. I'm saying my confidence is not in it. It's in God. And when it's in God, it, it moves, it makes the difference. So whether I'm taking the medication or not, I've got God. I've got what I need. I've got the outlook that I'm demonstrating right now. And you need to have that active fight. And I, and when I don't have it, I need a coach. What I could have been doing during that time is writing my coach and saying, Hey, I need, you need to come over here or you need to, you need to cry out to God for me because I am struggling here. And this does not represent God to be struggling like this. I'm not saying that you don't have struggles, but there is a way to go through things with God where you don't have to struggle in your mind with, with darkness like you do when you go through it by yourself. And I refuse to do that. I refuse to do that. And God is, is waking me up. That's why my podcast is Awake with J-Mac. I'm waking up to some deeper things with God. And I want people to know about it. And I want them to know it's possible. You could be facing anything in life that's challenging and could seem overwhelming to you. But if you get in a place where you can activate your faith towards God and you can start catching these thoughts and these things that come at you to discourage you and you start looking to who God is, it can make a difference. It will make a difference. And I am a person who has all the reasons in the world to not have a positive outlook, yet I do. I do. Because I believe in a God that has a multitude of possibilities 
He says, all things are possible with God. All things, not some things, not some limitations here. The, the scripture says that God heals all thy diseases, all of them. So it's up to God. It's not up to a steroid. It's not up to a treatment. It's up to God. If I'm here for two months, two years, 10 years, it's up to God. And none of us know what time or how long we have to live. And I've just, I've just had the good fortune of being able to realize that truth straight on. It's come straight at me at this point in my life. And so I've had to embrace that and say, you know what? I'm going to accept something that's been true all along. I don't know how much time I have. Even when I've been the most healthy guy and I've been eating everything the best and I've been a plant-based eater and I've worked out and I've lifted hundreds of pounds on the bench and all these things, that is still not a guarantee that my life has a certain amount of time. I don't know. And I just have the good fortune of knowing that now. And I can live life not knowing, but believing that God is going to give me a full, happy, joyful life, regardless of how long that time is. And that's not just for me. That's for anybody, anybody, no matter what circumstance. And sometimes the circumstance is a gift to get you in position to be ready for that. And I, I feel God's power. I feel his anointing. And what does that mean? His anointing, his strength, his attributes, Joy, peace, love makes me want to love other people, makes me want to tell people, don't give up. Don't let that circumstance overwhelm you. Don't feel like it's too big. It's not. It's not too great for God. Well, how do you know? Well, I've got something that people say is too great. People that say something is impossible. And I don't believe it's impossible. I believe it's possible based on what God says. So like I said, I, I don't know how long I'll be here, but I'm not worried and I have the good fortune of seeing that clearly. I never saw it like this in my life before going through this. So should I count this as a bad thing because I can see it now and I can live and experience this joy? Should I call this bad? I don't think so. I don't think so. But there are, there are things out there. There's things in the world that will tell you this is how you should feel. This is the way you should take in that information. This is what you should be planning for and thinking about. And I don't feel that. That's not, that's not the path I'm taking. That doesn't mean I'm not like, I'm not like, you know, being irresponsible or not putting things in place and things like that for my kids, but I am not worried. I am not dragging when I'm active and pursuing God. And that's the honest truth. And if you have to see the contrast and look at why there's been no podcast for many weeks here, four or five weeks, a couple months. Yeah. So this is, this is all part of the story and it's all part of glorifying God. And this is what J-Max says he wants us to know, that circumstances, challenges, hard times, they don't need to define us, that there is hope for people facing really hard things in their lives. Maybe there are people out there that have cancer or that have a, a really strong diagnosis or know someone who does, and they want to believe that something different can be had, that you don't have to go into seclusion and just flicker out. You can, you can burn out like a firework. You don't have to go down like that. You, I'm going to go down swinging. We all should go down swinging in life, no matter what age we are, no matter what we're facing. We should never let life roll us over because that's not God's intention for any person to let life roll them over. And no, I can't explain all the things and all the problems across the world, but I can say from somebody who has a pretty big problem from the world's perspective that it's not too big for God. It's not too big for God to give me a beautiful day every day of the week, a day that makes me feel like I'm not missing anything. 
I'm not missing a thing. I don't feel like there's any part of life right now that I'm wishing I had or I had this or I had that. I can't explain it completely to you what it feels like, but I can tell you when you've got God and, and you have him like he's been with me, that's where I'm at. So whether I'm like looking out the window at a rainy day and feeling God's love and his presence and enjoying that, or whether I'm out in the sun or whether I'm with my kids watching them play in a concert at school, I am enjoying life and I am receiving every bit of every moment to the fullest. And I can't say that I've always been able to do that in life. I think there's been a lot of life, quote unquote, that I've missed because, yeah, I've been alive physically, but I've been missing life spiritually and I've been missing life mentally because I haven't had this active faith that God has been pushing into me now. And he has allowed me in these last four or five weeks to see the difference between the active and the inactive. And, I, and I'm seeing it. And I got a community of people that support me that are like-minded, that think that way too, that have the audacity to believe that God is who he says he is. So that when I'm around them, I have a coach that would tell me, get up, get up. This is not, this doesn't represent who you are. This doesn't represent the purpose that God's put in your heart. And I'm like, yes, yes, that's right. I am going to get up. I am going to think differently. I'm going to move forward in a new way. And that's what I got. Get up. I got the get up message. Get up. Your purpose is to glorify God. Get up. Your purpose is to talk about what God's been doing. Get up. Your purpose is to live out an example in a hard circumstance so that people can see the difference between a hard circumstance with God and a hard circumstance without him. And I feel so blessed and fortunate to be able to talk about a hard circumstance with God in it because I believe like with God, nothing is too hard. And I want to share that with everybody. And I want everybody to be able to live life. And I believe it's possible. I've watched J-Mac's journey unfold personally, and it is a powerful before and after picture. This has not been easy for any of us who are around and who love J-Mac, but he's showing us not just a different way to live, but really the deeper meaning in all of it. And that's worth fighting for. As always, you can follow along with J-Mac's journey on his blog, jmaxdreamteam.com, and on his social media feeds, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. <laughs>